All the Right Notes, the first book by Twitter influencer Lance Levine. It's a wild ride down a path of musical adventure that recaps many random run-ins with rock royalty, such as U2, Slash, The Ramones, The Goo Goo Dolls, and many more. And all the crazy occurrences that have happened to him that trace back to music. All the Right Notes is 209 pages sure to bring a smile to your face and to remind you how much music has probably touched your life as well. All the right notes available now on Amazon in paperback for $14.99 and on Kindle for all you tech warriors for $9.99. Also at local Chicago bookstores, as well as Rolling Stone Records on Harlem and Irving. If you can't find it, ask for it by name. All the right notes by Lance Levine. And I have been told I could not put it down. I read it all in one day. So order it now and see what all the fuss is about. This episode is also sponsored by Manscaped.com. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STSPOD. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com with promo code STSPOD. song that is our house band trace leches that is our house band that does the intro for the record store welcome back to the record store guys thank you so much for listening thanks for all the great feedback i've been getting about the show thank you for picking up the book and the good feedback i've gotten about that too we'll talk about that at the end um but welcome back to the record store i've got a really interesting selection today uh if you've seen the pictures that i've been posting online on twitter and on facebook of late uh, you'll see I've reorganized where I basically record the show. I call it an office, but, you know, pulling back the curtain, it's my freaking bedroom, for Christ's sake. Um, but the sound is pretty decent in here, and the audio and the video is pretty good when we do video broadcasts from here. So I'm going to keep on doing it from here. I've been doing a lot of cleaning and organizing, and if you've, like I said, if you've seen the pictures, you'll see the wall of albums that I have. So this is going to go on for a while. So if you're not liking this, if you're one of my haters, hey, hey, uh, Ernie and TR and all you other haters out there, Jeff and other Jeff, man, there's more haters. Hopefully there's some fans too. Anyway, uh, you're going to be seeing these. Uh, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of albums, uh, vinyl as well, which I'm going to have to work on getting the vinyl in here somewhere too. But the CDs are piled on the wall. And this ain't going to end anytime soon because I've got so much to choose from. And God, it's so weird because today it's an album that I actually did not like. And it was an album that I had bought and never listened to. 
And you'll see that that's going to be a theme because I get so into these bands and I find a band that I fall in love with and then I'm obsessive about it. And so I go back and buy everything that they ever did. And in this case, this is one of those albums of a band that I talk very highly of that I love. And everybody who has read the book will recognize this fact that I love Goo Goo Dolls. I, they are one of, they're in my top 10 probably of all time. I love these guys. I've seen these guys at least a dozen times in concert and just fantastic. Just, uh, I've never been to a show that I didn't enjoy. Um, from the latter part of their catalog, well after this album, um, there hasn't been an album that I didn't enjoy. And their formula has just been spot on for me for, for decades, I guess now. And so the album that I happened to grab today, today's random album, is by them called Hold Me Up. It was released in 1990. Uh, it was their third album. I didn't realize they started in 1986, which is, man, five years after I graduated high school. And I'm old, so <laughs> that's been a while ago. So... 1986 is when these guys got together. This is their third album, which means they were releasing stuff pretty quickly because this was from 1990. Uh, Johnny Resnick and Robbie Tackick were in the band back then. And so on the credits, it just says Johnny and Robbie and George. And I'm like, well, who the hell is George? I've never heard of a George in Goo Goo Dolls. So turns out George was the drummer, and they've gone through some drummers. To this day, I don't think they have a consistent drummer that plays with them. Uh, but those two guys, Johnny and Robbie, have stuck together since the beginning. But this guy, George, was George Tatuska, who was fired in 1994 over a royalties dispute. Uh, a childhood friend of Johnny Resnick that had joined the band as their drummer and gets fired because they were disputing who was making the money off of the songwriting credits or something. And so they got rid of this guy. They brought in another guy a couple of years later. Then they got rid of him too. So it seems like there's always some kind of friction with these two guys and the drumming. So they also have on the liner notes, which for the record, the liner notes have the lyrics. So I was very happy about that because, you know, that's a pet peeve of mine when there's liner notes and it doesn't include the lyrics so it doesn't help my simple-minded ass to follow along with which this time it had the lyrics so i was happy um they credit somebody named the incredible lance diamond on the liner notes which is not me has nothing to do with me just yet again somebody else with my first name so this guy had a, it had a tiny little picture of this guy on the on the liner notes as well, and he looks like something straight out of Miami Vice or Scarface. He just looked like I don't know. He just looked like something straight out of Scarface. It, just the the designer suit and the closely trimmed beard and the hat and the sunglasses. Just I don't looked really out of place, especially with these guys. Especially when I start telling you what kind of music this is. Uh, the other couple things that stood out about this album: the cover of the album is just literally just polka dots which you could tell that these guys really didn't have their formula down yet because the album cover is just so generic and bland and polka dots just did not um, resonate, especially with the music on here. And also, the album was released by Metal Blade Records, which if you think about Goo Goo Dolls today and how people complain and bitch and moan about their, that genre or the type of music they do... Uh, the fact that they were on Metal Blade Records at one time tells you that they've definitely changed over the years. So 
This album has 14 songs clocking in at 39 minutes. So if you do the math, not even three minutes each on these songs. One of them is completely ridiculous, completely out of place. That just takes away from what they were trying to do. Uh, or actually kind of fits in with what they were trying to do, but just the whole thing is just a mess. So, But that adds, I don't know, a, a 20, 40 seconds or something to the the time of the album. And so basically this thing was out of place. So really weird, like two and three quarter, two, two minutes, 45 seconds, something like that for each of these songs. So just really weird compared to what you think of when you think of the Goo Goo Dolls today. So album starts out with a song called Laughing. There are, like I said, there's 14 songs on here. It starts out with a song called Laughing. Immediately starts like this thrashy start to this song. And I'm like, wait, is this even them? So I guess I should back up because, like I had said before, I've never listened to this album. I was so obsessed with Goo Goo Dolls. And like I said, I, I get this way with bands where I fall in love with a song Sometimes it's literally just a song that gets me into a band, and then I'll get that album, fall in love with the band, and then I'll go back and get the entire catalog. And this came about because of that. I went back, and I was like, man, these songs are so good, Iris, and you know the songs that you know from Goo Goo Dolls' name. You you fall in love with these songs, and then I went back and bought all their initial albums before they got famous. And this was a huge disappointment because, like, all the things that people talk about as far as they changed and they're not the same and they've sold out. So this is the era that people are talking about when they say that, when they make those complaints. So this song Laughing comes on. And I'm like, wait, is this even them? (laughs) It just does not sound like them. First off, it's a Robbie song. And if you know anything about the formula of Goo Goo Dolls, it's that Johnny, Johnny Resnick, the the pretty boy who may or may not have had ample plastic surgery since then. uh, But Johnny sings the hits and Johnny is the face of the band or the, I guess, pun, no pun intended, the face of the band with all the nip and tuck that's been done. But Johnny is the face of the band. Johnny is the voice of the band. Robbie, they throw Robbie two songs per album just to kind of throw him a bone. And most of the time, you know, their albums are 11, 10, 11, 12 songs. So you've got nine or 10 Johnny songs, which are fantastic. And he's a great singer and his songs are really good. And then you can tolerate the Robbie songs because they're usually kind of goofy. His voice is kind of goofy. So it's almost like when you had a Beatles album and it was, you know, mostly John and Paul singing and then there'd be a couple George songs and then they'd throw in a Ringo song just to make him happy. So it's almost that same formula where they'll throw Robbie a song just because they want to keep him in the band. These guys are good together um, and they can still continue to use the name Goo Goo Dolls as opposed to Johnny Resnick's solo albums, which I don't think he's ever done a solo album. He's done a couple songs here and there but he's never actually branched out and done a full-on Johnny album. So they keep Robbie around so that they continue to use the name Goo Goo Dolls. And so that has become the formula for the last couple decades. That has been the formula where it's all Johnny stuff. In concert, it's all Johnny stuff. And then they'll throw in a couple Robbie songs so you can go to the bathroom, like I've said before. Um, and that's that's the way it's become, and that's been a very successful formula for them. So this very first song is a Robbie song, laughing, and I'm like, wait, Robbie song to start the album? This, this wait, is this this doesn't make sense? It, this sounds this song literally sounds like vintage Ramones. It's like very insanely fast, and it just does not sound like Goo Goo Dolls, you know. 
especially for an album to start with a Robbie song. So anyway, um, you can hear the hunger in them at this time. You can just envision, as you're listening to this, you can just envision them sleeping on motel floors all in one room, like seven guys in a room as they're touring. You can just hear the hunger. So, I mean, it's an okay song, but you just got to adjust what your expectations are when you're listening to this, because it is not Goo Goo Dolls. It just is not. So, all right, second song called Just the Way You Are, not to be confused with Billy Joel, Just the Way You Are. Um, it is a Johnny song, back to Johnny. So, whew. So, simpler lyrics than later on with him, uh, but still very self-deprecating. He's always been kind of self-deprecating in his lyrics. Uh, he sings like, how could you lose a sad loser? How could you love a sad loser like me? Um, the music is way harder than what you're used to from hearing from this guy when he sings, but it's just, it's a similar theme like i said he's always very always seems to be very down on himself and this song just furthers that that it seems like for 40 years now the guy's been down on himself so all right third song called so out of line another thrashy robbie song i don't get it it's just non-stop robbie on this i'm like wait this is like bizarro album listening to this compared to what they've become so it's really interesting how they've evolved as a band because they are so much more polished now they are so much better than this um honestly i, I don't know had i gotten in on the ground floor with these guys i don't know if i would have stuck with it because it's just it's there it's like i said the closest comparison as far as their sound like i said is kind of like the ramones and the ramones were there and did their thing and they produced some great music and it's like when you go into a ramones album you know what you're getting and you know what you're you know what to expect and i think these guys would have come off to me had i known who they were at this time i would have looked at them as just a ramones knockoff and kind of dismissed them um, and I'm really glad that I discovered them after this era because they got so much better and they evolved into such a polished band and so entertaining. So this song, So Out of Line, yet another, like I said, another thrashy Robbie song. So at four, we have a song called There You Are, back to Johnny, back to another angsty love situation. He says he self-destructs for this girl. He fell on his face for this girl. So I don't know. I just, I see, I like them better when they found some happiness and some success because I feel like their songwriting got better. Um, the music definitely got better. The singing got better. Uh, the formula for what they do got a hell of a lot better. Um, but yeah, like I said, this was another angsty love situation that he found himself in that he just totally self-destructed. And that seemed to be a consistent theme with Ro or with uh, Johnny throughout the years. So, all right, number five song is called You Know What I Mean. This finally, one of the higher lights of the album, uh, classic Goo Goo Dolls so sound. Um, Johnny singing on this one talks about selling out. Uh, which is kind of funny and kind of ironic because, like I said, what people criticize Goo Goo Dolls for now is that they sold out. They liked this sound. I, I maybe I don't know. I don't think I'm in the mi minority on this one. I, I think I'm in the majority that they're way better now than what this album demonstrated. Um, but I don't know. You will hear, like I said, you'll hear the people who said, oh, yeah, I used to like the Goo Goo Dolls. I, those guys used to be cool back in the day. They used to be good. I liked them before. And I mean, I'm like, wow, that that's so not 
Right. Or I guess, I mean, it's not that it's not right, but I just, I disagree. I so disagree with that because I think they've really come so far and they've gotten so much better um, over the years. And ever since they adjusted what was working and what wasn't working and what was selling and what wasn't selling for them. So, but like I said, this song number five, you know what I mean, kind of finally shows a trace of what they ended up becoming and how good they actually got at one point. Um, and they carried on with that once they kind of passed by this this style and this type of music. So, uh, let's see. Number six song was called Out of the Red. Again, incredibly fast. Back to being Robbie singing a ton of lyrics. This is <laughs> where you can kind of see with the liner notes. You can kind of see here. A ton of lyrics. And this song is literally 90 seconds long. It's a minute and a half. And it's Robbie. It's just a mess. This song could have honestly been a Sex Pistols song. It was so nonsensical. He's got dogs barking in the background. I'm pretty sure there's goats. There's definitely some other animals. There's like goats or sheep or something making noise besides the dogs. Uh, he's screaming, screaming about drinking and it, he woke up in a shed. Um, I'm like, man, what the fuck is going on with this song? It's so weird. It's like I said, it's just incredibly fast. He squeezed in a ton of lyrics in 90 seconds. Um, and I listen to it now and I'm just like, man, they would never on their weirdest day, wildest day, perform this song today. This song would never see the light of a set list for Goo Goo Dolls in 2021 or whenever we resume concerts live. So Out of the Red, just a really weird 90-second trip for Robbie. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay some bills, and we'll be right back with the second half and the rest of the songs on Hold Me Up by Goo Goo Dolls. Stay with us. This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLoop.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.SpunkLoop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. You didn't know? Well, your ass better... Well, you better tell someone. Tell someone about stspod.com. Tell them now. Call them. Text them. Tell them. Telegram. Send them video messages. Whatever. Tell them. the right notes the first book by twitter influencer lance levine it's a wild ride down a path of musical adventure that recaps many random run-ins with rock royalty such as u2 slash the ramones the goo goo dolls and many more and all the crazy occurrences that have happened to him that trace back to music all the right notes is 209 pages sure to bring a smile to your face and to remind you how much music has probably touched your life as well all the Right Notes, available now on Amazon in paperback for $14.99 and on Kindle for all you tech warriors for $9.99. Also at local Chicago bookstores, as well as Rolling Stone Records on Harlem and Irving. If you can't find it, ask for it by name. All the Right Notes by Lance Levine. And I have been told I could not put it down. I read it all in one day. So order it now and see what all the fuss is about.
thank you to our sponsors. Uh, and of course, you know, our, our house band, Trace Leches, with that incredible song for the record store. So, all right, we're going to resume the album. Uh, the album, once again, is called Hold Me Up by the Goo Goo Dolls. One of my least favorite albums that I've ever heard by these guys. So it just goes to show the randomness of what I pick out from my record collection. So at number seven, the seventh song out of 14 is called Never Take the Place of Your Man. This is a really interesting selection because it is, first off, it's a Prince song. So I'm like, huh, that's kind of a strange combination so they're covering a prince song it had some notoriety i knew it sounded familiar when i first heard it um but the prince version of it was called i'll never take the place of your man so they kind of mildly shortened the title so for whatever reason so it's admittedly a prince cover um and this is the song that when they had in the liner notes they were thanking somebody named lance diamond I didn't realize at the time he sings the the vocals on this song. So I'm like, what? This really sounds weird because it's not one of their songs. It doesn't particularly sound like them. And on top of it, you've got this other guy singing all together. So there are no lyrics on the liner notes for this song. I'm sure that has something to do with the fact that Prince probably was charging them an arm and a leg to to cover his song. And so they were probably going to charge him an an arm and two legs to print the lyrics as well. So the lyrics aren't there. Um, Again, you just wouldn't guess. If you were listening to the song, you would never guess that uh, that it was Goo Goo Dolls because the guy's voice doesn't resonate, obviously. Um, the guy, I'd never heard of him after that. So I don't know if he ever went on to do anything else or sing with any other band. So he sounds okay. Actually, he's got kind of a huskier voice. Um, I don't know why, but he kind of reminded me of Bob Seger had kind of a Bob Seger nature to his voice. The song itself was kind of, and I know this is a strange combo, but it was kind of like a Goo Goo Dolls meets Bon Jovi kind of sound to it. Um, all I could think of was it was the perfect song for the Carlton dance from Fresh Prince. It just had that kind of beat to it, and I could totally see Carlton from Fresh Prince dancing to this song. So just really out of place. Not a horrible song, just really out of place on this album. And then to top it off, it had a false finish at the end of it, and then it came back with this weird horn ish uh banana splits sounding theme song as the finish to the song so i'm not sure if that's how the prince version of it was but just a really weird finish to it so song was okay just wildly out of place on this album and in their catalog so all right number eight uh this one is probably the weirdest i don't know there's a couple weird ones coming up so this song is called hey H-E-Y, not like bales of hay. Shout out to Richard and Josh at P3 Radio. Uh, But this is another back to Robbie again. So we just escaped Lance Diamond singing, and then we get back to Robbie again with the, the secondary voice. And it's like this weird stalker song where he has no idea if the if he has a shot with this girl, but he... He keeps saying, is he wasting his time going after this girl? And at one point, he sings about crawling into her bedroom window, crawling into her bedroom through her window, and he hopes that she's not mad when she wakes up. And I'm like, what in the fuck? (laughs) And that she hopes she doesn't wake her old man up. 
I'm like, what is going on here? You're like some weird stalker. Yeah, I hope she wakes up, and I hope she, her old man wakes up and you get arrested, you creep. So anyway, just really bizarre, weird song. I didn't get it. Uh, again, it's a Robbie song, so that makes it doubly where I didn't get it. Too many Robbie songs on this album. Um, but just, I, I'm listening to it, I'm like, wait, could like this even be recorded in this day and age could this could they've gotten away with a song like this in this day and age it just was very strange so that was the the one of the weirder highlights in the album or if you want to call it highlight low light so at number nine song is called on your side once again robbie uh, too much robbie too ramonesy sounding music on this and just singing about booze and drugs on this song i'm like man you could tell that these guys really came through the haze because they got through some dark days where they were probably always wasted or always sleeping on kitchen floors and stuff so on your side on this song he talks about 5 a.m he brings up 5 a.m and in the last song where he was talking about crawling in through the girl's window he was talking about 3 a.m so these are guys that are partying they're staying up all night they I, thank god they finally got their acts together and they started making decent music because this is just another crappy song so then at number 10 the weirdest most out of place thing on here the song is called 22 seconds the song is actually, in reality, 41 seconds long, so that also doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's called 22 Seconds, and it's literally just somebody screwing around on an acoustic, acoustic guitar and some bongos, and that's it. It's just pointless. It's like just a real, a complete throwaway. It's 41 seconds wasted that you'll never get back, and it has nothing to do with anything. There's nothing about it that's redeeming. What it reminded me of, I really had to think hard about it, but what it reminded me of was like when the Beatles became the Beatles, you know, and they had like, you know, they they had walked away from all the pop songs, the the hits from when they first came over to America, the British invasion, and they started doing whatever drugs and they started coming up with stuff like magical mystery tour and the white album and there would be that weird clip for 30 seconds of just like you know ringo and george just bullshitting and they would record it and they would splice it in between a couple songs or something because they were the fucking beatles it was okay because they were the beatles and they were already legends and they were doing amazing stuff like that that was like just classical rock and roll so they could get away with that kind of shit on Let It Be or on Hey Jude because they were the frickin' Beatles, for Christ's sake. But no, Goo Goo Dolls, I'm sorry, you can't get away with garbage like 22 seconds, wasting 41 seconds of my life in between these me- these mediocre songs in the first place. So you guys needed to get your heads examined for putting that on the album. There was no need for that, putting that on the album. So, all right, number 11. Song is called Kevin's Song. Have no idea who Kevin is or what that means. I'm guessing it's somebody's little brother who was sick or something. I don't know. Not to make light of that if it was. So, but this is actually one of the highlights of the album. It's an instrumental and it shows a glimmer of what they will eventually become. It's just a good rock song. Instrumental, um, like I said, did not have that thrashy fast-paced 
feel of the rest of the album. Uh, just this song kind of is an oasis that kind of came out of nowhere. There's piano in it, kind of comes, it just, like I said, it really upgrades the sound of the rest of the album, having the piano building throughout this album. So, or throughout this song, rather. So at least the first half of the song, for about the last minute or so, it devolved back. It just, there was a tempo change and it devolved back into the rest of the stuff that they were doing on the rest of the album. But the first half or so of this Kevin song was actually one of the highlights of the album. So, all right, 12th song, song is called Know My Name. Thrashiness resumes, more Robbie again. It's like, I, I don't know how many times I'm going to say that. Take a shot. Every time I say too much Robbie or more Robbie, take a shot. So he's pissed about women who act like they know him because he's a star. Hence, know my name. You think you know my name. You think you know who I am. So he's pissed off. I don't know if it's groupies or just people trying to you know get on his good side. So he's pissed off. Like I said, just another throwaway thrashy Robbie song on here. All right, number 13. Song is called Million Miles Away. Yet another, well, I'm not going to say yet another cover, but the second song on the album that they did not write. Uh, so again, there are no lyrics, which does not make Lance happy. So it's a Johnny song. Definitely heard this song before. If you listen to it, you'll you'll recognize it too. So, And I know I've actually heard this song live too. They've done this, they've kept this in their set uh, even as late as the, the last, this past decade or so, they've done this song. So I've heard it live. They clung to it. They kept it in their set list. It's a good song. Johnny sounds really good here. Uh, looked it up and I, I'm like, man, this sounds familiar. I know I've heard this. It's not like a massive hit or anything, but I know I've heard it before. So the name of the band was the Plimsolls. The Plimsolls. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. You know who they are, but they were only around for a couple years in the 90s. Uh, the song got released and got hot because it was on the soundtrack to the movie Valley Girl. So it was from that era where, you know, it was like the Bangles and Devo and, you know, like those type bands in excess, like were really hot and in the soundtrack to that movie. So the song kind of got some notoriety from that. And then these guys covered it a couple years later. So, like I said, another one of the better songs on the album, Mil Million Miles Away. So, And then the, we get to the final song on the album, which actually is the best song in the album. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I've slogged through all this mess and all this disappointment of this album, and it kills me, it pains me to say these things about this band that I really like, and I'm like, but... You know, what I will say to rebound from that is that look at how great they've become. And everybody has to start somewhere. And this was kind of the somewhere where they started at. And they've grown and gotten better since then. So the name of the song, at the last spot on the album, is called Two Days in February. It's an acoustic Johnny song. Um, easily the best the best song on the album. Um, would Would fit on their current set list. It actually showed that there was promise coming for these guys. Um... The weird thing about it is, and I'm I'm not 100% sure on this, but it sounds like it was literally recorded outside, like maybe in the parking lot of the studio where they recorded the rest of the album or something, because you can hear car sounds in the background, you can hear honking, you can hear just the sounds of traffic. So I'm not sure if that was, you know, just spliced in for effect, or if they literally, like, stepped outside to record it. Because, like, <clears throat> like I said, it's an acoustic song, so they really didn't need much equipment out there. Um, it's another breakup song. It's not real happy, uh, but it fits in. I guess it fits in with the theme of the album in the sense that they're just always so down and hurt and 
you know, just dejected or whatever. But so it kind of fits in. It's like I said, it's a nasty breakup song, but it's acoustic. It's a actually a really good song to close out the album. So in summation on this album and a couple things about Goo Goo Dolls. So there were six out of the 14 songs, there were six Robbie songs and five Johnny songs, which the formula was way off because the Robbie songs are just not, to this day, the Robbie songs are just kind of throw-ins um, to keep him happy. And I mean, there's he's had a couple he's had a couple gems, um, but the formula, like I said, the formula once they arrived on that of having like you know Robbie getting maybe two songs out of the eleven or so on an album was way more successful, and it just it made them the band that they are. It made them as successful as they are. It made them as popular as they are. And it made the quality of the music just skyrocketed once they realized that it should really be Johnny doing the lead singing. So at the time, when I did some little bit of research, at the time, Robbie was considered the lead singer of this band. I'm like, wow, no wonder no wonder, nobody knew who they were and they weren't really going anywhere. So I have seen them, like I mentioned, I've seen them about a dozen times or so, thankfully, after this era. Um, I discovered them and I am just so appreciative that I did not know who they were at this time. So they're so much more different. There's such an evolution. So the couple of things I can tell you about this band, um, there's actually a handful of stories about them in the book. Um, but one thing I will say is, um, Robbie, who is the bass player who I've been ripping throughout this whole episode, and Mike, who was the drummer at the time, he was one of the fill-in drummers that was short, shortly a member of Goo Goo Dolls, came into one of my stores that I was working at. And so I had interaction with them. Real busy day. Um, they kind of snuck in. Nobody knew who they were. Uh, I recognized them immediately because I'd already had been in love with this band for years at this point. Uh, was able to get a picture with them. They were super nice. I overcharged. Robbie was buying tea, and I overcharged him, and he was super cool about it. But he realized it. As soon as they walked out the door, he realized that I overcharged him. And that was completely just, you know, me being starstruck and being an idiot. Uh, and so he came back in, and I had to actually do a refund because I overcharged him, like, I don't know, five bucks or something. So I'm like, well, it's good to know that he was actually paying attention and that uh, this kid who was starstruck was okay. You know, I made a mistake and he was okay with it and coming back. So hopefully, um, I will get to see them again sometime in the near future. I've seen them in so many different venues. I swear. I feel like I've seen them in a different venue. Every time I've seen them, the place along the lake here in Chicago is definitely northerly Island, northerly Island, which is like impossible to say was, um, was probably the best place I've seen them. I've seen them a dozen different times with most of them being outdoor shows, but the indoor shows have been fantastic as well. So thankfully, Goo Goo Dolls have emerged from this the, the darkness of the Hold Me Up era and have become one of my favorite bands. So thankfully. So anyway, I just want to say thanks to our sponsors. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, tell all your friends about this. I'm having a blast doing these shows. Hopefully, like I said before, this is reinvigorating you to dig through some of your albums and find something that maybe you hadn't listened to. Hard to believe I have albums that I haven't even listened to. That's how much I bought into certain bands and just never listened to these albums. So this is going to help me out as far as that goes. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully it helps you out 
out in terms of discovering some newer music um, that either in your old collection or when it's an album that I actually rave about, unlike this week, uh, you might want to download or go get that album yourself if I if I praise it enough. So thank you guys for listening. Remember, tell all your friends about The Record Store. You can find us on podcasts everywhere. Just look it up, The Record Store. Order All the Right Notes, my book. It is on Amazon. Uh, It's my life's achievement. I'm so proud of this book. And thank you to those of you who have. Thank you even more to those of you who have reviewed it. Once you've got it, please put a review up on Amazon. Even if it's a one-star review, I don't care. Just do that because I just want to see more and more people having as much fun reading that book as it was for me to put it together. So join us again in a couple weeks for another trip to the record store. And don't forget... I have fun everywhere I go. Did you enjoy that episode? Cash App us. That's right. Dollar sign. B-T-S-T-S. Cash App us. One dollar. Two dollars. If you Cash App us over twelve dollars, I'll give you one year of Patreon for free. Graphic design is very important. Your logo is the first image potential customers see. What kind of impression would you want to make today? Need a podcast logo or a t-shirt design? KT does art. Her name has become synonymous with quality and professionalism in the graphic design community. She specializes in graphic design, painting, and more. She provides affordable commissions and professional quality with a timely delivery. Contact KT via email at kt underscore does art at yahoo.com. Take out her Instagram at instagram.com slash kt underscore does art. Hey, that was another great episode of Shooting the Shiznit. We're currently looking for contestants for who wants to be the best Shiznit ever championship 2021. A shout out to our sponsors this month. And also, we have Patreon. It is only $1 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. A big thank you and a shout out to Bob McGee at Pro Wrestling, Between the Sheets, and Gene Jackson at localstolegends.com. You can reach us on Twitter at comicbookmarkbt, Instagram BT shooting the shiznit without a G, Facebook shooting the shiznit with a G, and we're also at Cool Kids Wrestling and MMA Talk. You gotta ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. That's right. And you can get all the archives to all the episodes at www.stspod.club. All right, let's do a roll call of my favorite podcast. So, my favorite non wrestling podcast would be Who's Right Podcast. Poor Boys Podcast, the official podcast, Man Brain Podcast, My Favorite Murder Podcast, I Am Fat Podcast, and my buddies over there, Richard and Josh at P3 Radio. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. And remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars.